Craig Hoffman. I was 13. Fresh off my bar mitzvah. I've always wanted to go to a bar mitzvah. I know a decent amount of Jews do. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. The Hoffman Show. I actually think Anthony would be great at a bar mitzvah. I do too. Just out there on the dance floor <laughs> teaching kids new stuff. But like the kind of stuff that you want kids to learn. <laughs> I think that's right. On bucket list. Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Black Bar Mitzvahs. Mozart is a celebration. It's Offman Show, hour number three here on the Team 980. We're always live, of course, as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Back in D.C. after a great week in Indianapolis, but uh, as, as we said throughout the show, brought plenty of goodies home with us. A couple conversations this hour from Indianapolis. Uh, I almost said from Las Vegas. Uh, one's kind of from Las Vegas. That one coming up at the bottom of the hour. My guy Q Myers, your boy Q, uh, if you're an ESPN radio late night listener. Um, he hosts Game Night, their national show overnights. Uh, but that is after, he's a two show a day kind of guy. Uh, he hosts Afternoon Drive on Raider Nation Radio uh, where he talks all things Las Vegas Raiders and that included a very long conversation with Antonio Pierce this week um, and and some very blunt comments from AP over the course of the last couple of weeks and throughout kind of this whole process about Jaden Daniels and just how much the Raiders love him. Um, and so I wanted to talk to Q about the possibility of a trade up to two to get Jaden Daniels uh, with, with Washington. What would that look like? Um, we're we're going to have him play Tom Telesco, and I'll play Adam Peters. Uh, I, will, I will say, as we had this conversation, obviously, earlier in the week when I was still in Indy, it wasn't a very tough negotiation um, because what the Raiders have to offer is, is immense and is really um, enticing. But at the end of the day, um, it's going to come down to whether Washington likes these quarterbacks uh, or is willing to move out, and that's going to depend on, again, that, that quarterback evaluation. What do they actually think of Drake May. So your boy Q, AKA my boy Q coming up at six 30 uh, right now though, uh, another great conversation from there in Indianapolis, a guy who I've been lucky enough to know for a long time. Thanks to the, uh, the new house mafia, as we call it, another Syracuse guy, uh, Andrew Siciliano, uh, NFL network. He's a, he's a DC guy or DC area guy, uh, not to make, uh, those that are from from the district too upset. Uh, he's a Reston, Virginia native, but grew up huge, huge Washington fan, um, and, and and guy who's been around this area a long time knows it well. His family still lives here, um, so pays close attention to what's going on in D.C. But he also has a really interesting perspective um, as not only as a guy who hosts nationally and covers all thirty two teams for NFL Network, um, but is someone who lives in L.A. and and has been front row for the Caleb Williams experience this past couple of years. Um, Andrew leads the uh, the senior bowl coverage for NFL Network down in Mobile every year, so he's got a really great feel for a lot of the prospects, or really all the prospects that went there. He calls that game play-by-play. Um, he's around the Rams a lot because he does their preseason play-by-play. So um, he's got a great perspective, uh, and he's he's got so many different uh, things. I think he also does the Browns radio play-by-play. So like Andrew's, Andrew's just a football guy uh, inside and out. Always enjoy chatting with him. Last year, he crashed uh, my interview with Sam Fortier. This year, it's just Andrew and I as planned one-on-one. Uh, so here's that chat from earlier the week in Indianapolis. What's up, man? How are you? Craig, how are you? Good to see you. A, a, a combine tradition here? Yes. Yeah. 
I had 48 yesterday. So last year, we just we just merged that all into one. So I'm just checking all my Syracuse boxes. Look at that. Here you go. I mean, there's. Uh, can we find you more SU guys? Who else is here? Yeah, I saw Thamel walking around. Thamel, okay. He had his big uh, Caleb Williams story this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, who else? There's there's guys everywhere. It's the nature of things. You know, we're just there's a lot of us. What can there, I say? There there are a lot of us. <laughs> yes. So uh, last year when we talked, you know, is you know, is is the team going to get sold, or really more, who is it going to get sold sure. to? And you think of uh, kind of where the the team is now. Everything's football. Everything's this number two pick. The, the, the fortunes of the franchise could not be more different, but this is a fairly important decision they have to make with what to do with number two. As we sit here today on the end of February at the Combine, like where, where do you think that they head, and, and is there any like must in your opinion, whether it's they must stay there and take a quarterback, they must do this, they must do that? L let me ask you this, and I'm not trying to answer a question with a question, but I'm going to. Okay. Um, what would you give up to move to one? Honestly, not much. Not much. Like okay, then you're not going to move. Yeah, then, yeah. Then you're I, I think I think the swings and the draft capital are more enticing. But that also has to do with like the risk I think that is involved in Caleb versus what's the risk? He does, there's just not a lot on schedule on tape, and sure. I I am. But do you realize how bad that line is? It's not good, and yeah, you would know you, better than and me. And do you do you realize that he had to score 50 points a game because the defense was that bad? I, yeah, I think he's really good. I just I wonder, like here's so here's we should just flush out this discussion because I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks and you're a good guy to to flush this out with right. Everyone wants Mahomes because of course everyone wants Mahomes. Sure. He's not Mahomes, right? That's unfair to anyone. But and, but I tend to there think, are some similarities. But I, I guess what I would say then is if you're not going to get Pat, who's one of one, are you better off going the 49ers method of let's build out? everything okay and at that point multiple draft picks over multiple years is more important than one singular quarterback let me ask you this what if he were josh allen how many super bowls does he have how okay. many super bowl appearances does he have Do, if i could tell you and this is all hypothetical he, right he's not his name is caleb williams he's neither of those people sure right if i could tell you that you can get Josh Allen, would you make that move? Do, do you remember what the Bills gave up to move up to South? I don't remember what right. they gave up. No, that's my point. Nobody ever remembers what it is you give up if you get sure. the guy. But, and to be clear, you know, I would take Josh Allen in a heartbeat. Exactly. You remember, everyone in Cleveland remembers what the Browns gave up for Deshaun Watson because the fan base isn't sure yet if he's the guy. Right. But they went and did that because they saw Patrick Mahomes and they saw Josh Allen and they saw Lamar Jackson and they went, we need to go get the guy. And this is who we think it is, and so we're going to go all in. If they think he's the guy, then go get him. Now, you have to have a willing participant in Chicago who's going to do it. You know, I think the commanders are in, are in a, I want to say a difficult position. But, look, they're not in a bad position. No. Like, if the answer is Drake May, I think Drake May is going to be a good quarterback. Now, there are plenty of people that go, yes, but there's a gap between him and Caleb. But is Drake May worthy of being the second overall pick? Absolutely. Leapin'lutely, and I think he can be a transformational piece for this franchise. And you don't have to do anything; you just sit there and you wait, and you have your extra draft capital from, um, you know, Chase Young or whomever, right? right? And and you 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 keep building. And I guess that's the kind of the 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 crux of this theory here is like: Are you better 
hitting a B, B-plus, let's say, in Drake May, mm-hmm. and whatever other pieces that you would have to give up to turn that B-plus into an A, and know that, like, then the there's, I don't say an undue burden, but there's a much higher burden on Caleb Williams because you don't have as many pieces to support him. It, it, it's a fascinating theoretical and hypothetical and, and, and structural conversation. Like, I'm going to lean on, on my guy Daniel Jeremiah, um, who, who is the best of the best, and he will always quote Ozzie Newsom from when he worked with the Ravens, saying, hey, man, in the first round, I, I, I don't need to hit home runs. I need to keep hitting doubles. If I hit a, like, if all our first-round picks are doubles, we're going to be great. And that, that is great. But when you're picking a quarterback at two, you have to hit a home run. If you don't, it sets your franchise back right. years and years. And I guess that's kind of years. That's kind of my thing is like if you have to hit a home run, I think at two, Dra- I think Drake May can be a home run. Well, then what do you have to like? You have to hit a grand slam then if you trade up to one. Correct. Yeah. Are there enough guys on base? No, I think we yeah, now well, we've lost look, the analogy. It, see, it, it's it's. I think the commander's conversation is oddly enough a, a little bit more complex than the Bears conversation. Everyone thinks it's like this binary choice between Fields and Caleb Williams. I don't think it is. Like, I think you could trade both. Like, I, I don't disagree with think, that, by Think the about, way. like, if, if Drake May is a home run, why don't you trade Justin Fields? I'll make up compensation, a two and a five, okay? Maybe, maybe it's a three and a five, and the three can go to a two, something like that. And then trade one, like move down to two. Sure. Let's say you can get two ones to do that hypothetically and you get drake may and that bonanza like to me that's door number three for ryan poles that the fans in chicago just aren't grasping now i don't know if ryan i mean take stones to do that right it would take huge see this is this is kind of the whole thing with all of and andrew siciliano nfl network is our guest um this is kind of the thing that is the crux of all of this is in order for one of these trades to happen, there needs to be a disagreement between the two teams involved on the value of the player that is being traded up for, right? Because if, if Washington thinks the Caleb Williams is Pat, then there's almost nothing you wouldn't give up. Correct. But if Chicago thinks Caleb Williams is Pat, there's no price that you could pay. Correct. So there's got to be a disconnect somewhere. Yes. I, I, I think, now I am firm in believing this, the Bears should trade Justin and reset the quarterback clock financially organizationally is the only thing that makes sense because and this is what people in chicago the fans and 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 listen i love that they love justin and i love that they want to defend justin but here's what they're not getting and i don't know if they're being asked this for this thought experiment but if you keep justin okay let's say you trade the pick and let's say let's say you move down to eight it's ridiculous but let's say atlanta moves up right right and, and you go to eight and and you then you're not taking a quarterback there you're keeping justin you're doing whatever are you ready to pay him now Right. He is entering year four. Right. Okay, so this is the window. After year three, you got to Which is, by the now, way, why I don't want Washington to trade for him, even though I like Justin Fields a lot. Yes. You'd have to pay him. Right. Um, now, you could do what the Dolphins did. That was unique with Tua and the concussions. They punted on that, and they're heading into year five now. Now they're going to pay him. It worked out okay for them. Um, but the contract begins at Daniel Jones. That's where it begins. Right. So are you ready? And by the way, you're probably not getting an un- another unprecedented cap spike next year to make that more palatable. Right. So are you ready to pay minimum 40, realistically 45 to 50, 
for Justin Fields and make a nine-figure commitment, guarantee, tomorrow to Justin Fields. You could wait a year. You could. But if you're going to pass up on number one and keep him, I mean, you're getting married, yeah. right? Like you're making the commitment, right? Right. So, are you ready to pay Justin Fields that money? And Bears fans, like, do you love him that much? And I like him, but like do you him love him that much that you're gonna make a nine-figure guarantee? And by the way, you better than draft Marvin Harrison. Yes. And that so or, that's or. Olufashanu or Alt Joe Walter, Romadinze, yeah. whoever it is that you like the best. Right. That so the, Harrison is the other guy that is looming over this draft that I think is interesting, and it does seem like the gap between Adunze, Harrison, and uh, Malik Neighbors has has shrunk a little yeah. bit. Um, but if Harrison is like a generational talent. Mm-hmm. That is something that becomes harder to pass up, and I also wonder if that throws a monkey wrench because we all just assume that it's going to be Caleb Drake jaded in some order, one, two, three. But does someone take the leap and go, you know what's also really good for a quarterback? A Hall of Fame receiver. And we think that Marvin Harrison is that guy. As you talk to people around the league, like, is there anyone going like, hey, don't forget about, don't forget about Harrison? So I, I think Marvin can get into the top three at three. If the Patriots bring in a veteran quarterback, wait for it, like Justin Fields. Right. Like if you're the if you're the Patriots, do you flip a two to the Bears and say we'll take Justin Fields and then you don't even have to go Marvin Harrison, you can go Joe Alt at three if you really wanted to. Sure. Right? I, and that's where I think it gets interesting is if let's say the Patriots get a veteran quarterback don't feel the need to take a quarterback at three, then do they stick or are they now in the business of getting out and somebody comes up? Everyone's like, well, it's about the fourth quarterback. Like, is J.J. McCarthy the fourth quarterback? And, um, like, I can't remember. I had on uh, one of the PFF guys that I'm blanking um, on a couple of weeks ago who said J.J. McCarthy doesn't own the draft but basically said J.J. McCarthy is determining this draft. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then he made the good point. So once the top three go, in the top three in all likelihood, if J.J. McCarthy is the fourth and his stock... Which we'll know by the end of the weekend. It might, yeah. Because if he goes out and runs a low four fives and comes in at 215 and all that and rips the ball and the drills. And if his stock keeps going up, then does someone, look, Denver, whomever, feel they need to trade up and get into the top ten and then just mess everything up to get him. Yeah. I'm not giving you any solid answers. I'm just talking in circles here because I don't have an answer. I don't know. Andrew, this is what we do for three hours every day. I don't know what the – look, I I think the commanders could very easily sit there, take take Drake May, and just be happy and keep building. We're we're in silly season. Nobody knows anything. We're expected to do these shows with some sort of certainty, and the reality is none of us know anything. Like, I think if commanders fans just went down a YouTube hole – like and watched some of the throws Drake May makes. Sure, they're gonna, all there. You're going. <laughs> I want that guy, yeah. right? But like, so this is this is the. So I will apologize to the listeners because they have heard this before. But for for your background, I made a huge mistake in the QB evals because I accidentally, with no background at all, just picked random games to start watching. And I think I watched one of Caleb's worst games. Mm-hmm. I watched Drake's actual worst game, and I watched Jaden Daniels' best game. 
So I'm like, I don't know. Daniel seems like that. He should be the guy that's QB1. Um, it does feel, though, this week as uh, people are doing more than watching one game and random having, you know, having small sample sizes, that the actual professionals that are paid to do this are doing it. It does seem like May at two is solidifying in a way that is very different than it, it was trending at the end of the season. Are you hearing the same uh, yeah, things? Yeah, I, I, I think, think so. I mean, look, I think at the end of the season, it's funny because if you go into last year, there were people that loved Drake May enough where, like, Bruce Feldman and I were talking about this in September. And because I knew Bruce had said this, we had the conversation off the air, and I said it on the air. I go, Bruce, are there teams that have Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams? And he said, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, people were blown away. Blown away. And that was 22 Sep- tape is yeah. sick. That was, that was in September. Now, I don't know that there are any of those teams now, and, and which makes no sense because Caleb seemingly took a step back this year. Right. I, I don't know that he did. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. I mean, are they really going to knock him because he had an emotional moment with his mother? In the Like, stop right. it. Just people... People want to take – look, we're, we're in the teardown season as well. Like, yes. go back to CJ last year. Yeah. We're in the teardown season, and I think people that want to tear Caleb down, it has nothing to do with him. Um, I think there is some legitimate uncertainty. Um, great article in The Athletic today about just the process behind it. You know, his dad – I think his dad wants to break the draft. I think that's the best way to say it. Um, and, and maybe this is a conversation for 10 years from now where – NIL money and players have bandied together and they fight the league and say we want free agency coming out of college look that we may have to cross that bridge in a decade I think Caleb Williams dad is a decade ahead of it though it's nothing's going to change and he's it's not like he's going to refuse to show up for the Bears no he's going to get like number one pick money's it's slotted but it's real good yeah and he also was paid really well at SC the last two years and that's the thing we're, we're drafting professionals now right how have you like? How do you think that sh- is actually, literally changing the draft? That reality of you're dealing with different young people than you were five years ago. Well, there, the last ten. There's there's two things. Number one, it changes the talent pool because plenty of players go back to school. Sure. Right. Like there were quarterbacks that could have been in this draft that chose to go get a payday in the transfer portal. Like, hey, I I might be a fourth round pick. I could go make good money and switch teams and play another year of college football and maybe boost my draft stock, Right? why wouldn't I stay here and get paid? Yeah, so it, it changes the talent pool. Um, and I do think it, it's it's an interesting personality study. I think it's um, because you always, and DJ has said this as well, like when you're analyzing a draft prospect, you, you always want to ask, like or any young person, how is this person going to handle success? How are they going to handle failure? How are they going to handle money? How are they going to handle being an adult in the real world? Well, you, you have more of a right. more of a sample size now because you know they're handling money and handling the real world. Andrew Siciliano, NFL Network, is with us. NFL Network's coverage all weekend, uh, of course, of the Indianapolis Combine, and then it continues. That your draft coverage. Funny enough, it doesn't stop in Indianapolis. No, it starts in Mobile. Yes, famously. And, well, and honestly, free agency in yeah. on March 11th as well. That's that's the next big event on the calendar after yep. this. So uh, you can watch all that uh, all the way through the draft and, and NFL 24/7, 365. That's why you guys exist. Uh, so the other. I think one of the other interesting things that we're kind of running out of time uh, on uh, in terms of the, the, this draft is like the COVID year stuff mm-hmm. 
is finally wrapping up. Yeah, you have six year. You have yeah. a lot of six year guys. I'm sure draft. this was had to be a topic at the Senior Bowl, and you also have then the looming draft class next year, which specifically the quarterback position does not look strong for now. How is that? Which of course, yeah, right. But how is that impacting? the draft this year I, I joked at the senior bowl it's actually the senior bowl like they're all really right. old yeah um not everyone but there are a lot of six-year guys right in the senior bowl famously Jaden daniels who wasn't at the senior bowl right but he played with brandon Ayuk, and sure you know, you've got all these guys that were in the same high school class as guys who were signing second contracts I mean, sam hartman's nickname in the notre dame locker room was grandpa right right and with that beard i mean he looked like the guy from the what's you know, or the just for men commercial from the nineties, right? I mean, he 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 looks like, you know, Michael McDonald singing. Anyway, I digress. Um, it is an older draft class, I think. So it used to be this thing. Well, we want the twenty-year-old player, right? Right. We're not going to draft like Baker Mayfield's too old. Uh, look at Michael Penix. I mean, look at yeah. Sam Hartman. Look at I mean, all these older Bo. quarterbacks. Bo. I mean, Bo, Bo Nick started 61 games in college. It's crazy. So um, I think the league has to get over, especially when it comes to quarterback, the age thing. They have to. It, it's, just, it's just a fact. Caleb is young. The other guys are not. Um, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Sione Vaki, who is a safety at Utah. Fascinating player. Um, he actually played both ways. He was a, he's a safety. He's also a third down back. Oh. Like the guy ran. He guy scored like 10 touchdowns, ran for 600 yards, caught 40 passes, and picked off couple of passes and made 70 tackles like nice. fascinating two-way player yeah. he went on a mormon mission and then came out after two years so he's a true sophomore but with the mission he was one of the younger players at the senior bowl even though he had been in college or out of four years out of high school you would think yeah. no, no, he was one of the younger players because there were so many six-year guys it used to be the kid that went on the mission was right. the really old kid in the draft. Right. He's the young guy That's at the Senior Bowl. So it's changed a lot. Um, I think teams just have to get over it. At, at certain skill positions, you'd prefer young, but it's just not always going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Siliano, NFL Network. Uh, do it again, same time, same place next year? Sure, let's do it, Craig. Thanks again to Andrew Siciliano, NFL Network. Of course, NFL Network's coverage of the NFL Combine ongoing all weekend Long, uh, it's already underway today, uh, starts at one o'clock Saturday and Sunday. You heard Palacero earlier in the show, Lance Zerline earlier in the week, uh, and there's Siciliano with us here on the Hoffman Show. We get back one final chat from Indianapolis. Q Myers, Raider Nation Radio, their afternoon drive host. We sat down and talked about the possibility for the Raiders and Commanders to make a trade for that number two pick and why Antonio Pierce is so in love with Jaden Daniels. And here's, the, I think, the important part. Does it matter? Like, he's the head coach, not the GM. Q has all the answers next on The Hoffman Show.